The purpose of our study tonight is to give us a good biblical overview of what supplication is. Supplication is different than prayer. And noted by the 60 times it appears in Scripture, uh, 24 times the words prayer and supplication appear together. Or a very, And if you go to variations of that, uh, crying out to the Lord and other things, uh, it's even more than that. But oftentimes you'll see prayer and supplication together. Now, they are similar, uh, but uh, they are different. So uh, if there is a different terminology for the same concept, there must be a different spiritual application for them, okay? And so uh, think about salvation. We have words like regeneration and justification and sanctification, and they all pertain to salvation, being born again. You know, there's different terms we use, but that's because there's a different aspect to each one of them. So uh, when we're talking about prayer here, Paul starts off in in, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, telling Timothy, I exhort thee therefore that first of all, these four things, supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men now we'll uh we'll get to that part in a minute i don't want to get ahead of myself but the first mention of the word supplication is found in first samuel uh 13 verse number 12 you don't have to turn there you can write it down it's on your notes there uh we're not going to read that it's just the first mention of the word supplication is found in first samuel 13 12 it's the hebrew word uh chala it means to be rubbed or worn it means to be weak It means to be sick and grieved and to entreat, okay? All right, everybody on the same page with me, say amen. Amen. All right, good. The last mention is found in Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7. This is talking about Jesus, and we will look at that verse later. Uh, It is the Greek word, hikateria, and you can say it however you want, especially if you're Greek, you're probably going to say it right, amen? Amen. But I am not. So, uh, but it means approaching for a favor or entreaty, most commonly... The word supplication means earnest entreaty or petition. Earnest entreaty or petition. Now, let's illustrate that. The difference is, do you have my illustrations on your handout too, or did I not cut? Did I cut those off? Okay, good. They're there. Hey, wonderful. The difference between an everyday request and a petition. All right. I have uh, signed up. Anybody ever signed a petition in here before? For anything political, job related? You wanted less hours or more hours or don't join the union videos. You know, I mean, all sorts of weird stuff they have out there, right? So, but uh, I have signed them for political causes, workplace changes. Even in school, sometimes kids, you get a petition together to make a change to show the teacher that all the class, you know, wanted to do this. And the teacher usually said, I don't care. But anyway, you know, I mean, we tried uh, to do those things. It requires, what, what, what does a petition do? What does entreating someone do? It requires extra effort. It requires, sometimes requires overcoming opposition. All right, let me give you an illustration. Kids ask, another illustration. Kids ask for everyday things without any extra effort, right? Can I have something to eat? That's pretty much the question that I hear 103 times a day, right? So uh, where are we going today? Can you help me with my homework? Those are just normal everyday questions. But if they really want to do something, uh, they get more and more creative in their approach. They make a nice craft or a meal. They start doing extra chores without being asked. Uh, they start going the extra mile, complimenting you be on the usual. Why are they doing these things? Yeah. To gain your favor. Right. And usually it's to ask you for a favor, right? right? I mean, you can just mark it down, all right? If your teenage daughter comes to you and is like, Dad, you're the most wonderful dad in the whole wide world. You're like, okay. <laughs> Something's coming here. Now, no, she should think that, obviously. 
But it's just like, I remember as a teenager, there were times, listen, when I wanted something from my mom, or when I wanted to do something, I mean, I, I, we didn't do the whole Santa Claus naughty nice list thing, but you know what? When I wanted something from my mom and dad, I sure was on my best behavior. Why? Because I wasn't going to ruin it because I knew if I, if I didn't do right and I didn't seek my dad's favor, my dad would just flat out tell me no. And by the way, he did sometimes anyway, even when I, anyway, you just, but he was my dad. He wasn't just my friend. So, you know, and there's a line there and God is that way with us too. By the way, when we come to God, we know he knows what we need, right? Before we even come and he knows what we need and he knows before we even ask. And so supplication is, is prayer, but it is, it is, it is prayer specifically for the favor of God. It is prayer specifically for God's face to shine upon us. For to entreat him uh, to do something for us. So it is, it, is a, it is a direct request. Now, let's look at Bible examples of supplication, all right? And we're not going to turn to all of these, but you can go to uh, David is the first one. Let's go to Psalm chapter 6. Psalm chapter 6. David has quite a few more that I left off even. Psalm chapter 6, verse number 9. Psalm chapter 6, verse number 9. I like to hear the sounds of the Bible turning, amen? I like that. It's a good sound. Psalm chapter 6, verse number 9. The Lord hath heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. All right? Coupled together there. there and by the way, they're often, they are used interchangeably several times, and you'll see that. Psalm 22. All right, let's go to Psalm 28, a few pages over. Psalm 28. Psalm 28, 2 through 6. We'll see this mentioned twice. Psalm 28, 2 through 6. It says, Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift up my hands toward thy holy oracle, Draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands. Render to them their desert. Because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands, he shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. Turn over to chapter 30, verse number 8. Chapter 30, verse number 8. I cried unto thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made my supplication. Look at 31, verse number 22. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee. Aren't you thankful for a God who hears us? Amen. Amen. Go to Psalm 55, verse number 1. I might as well just finish them all through. Psalm 55, verse number 1. And there's quite a few more, but there's a lot more Psalms, but we're not going to get to all of them. If you want to do a word study, look up the word supplication. If you have an online search, it'll make it easy. You just type in partial match, and it'll bring up supplication and supplications at the same time, and you can chase it through the Bible, which is what I did to produce this study. Psalm 55, verse number 1. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. 
Now, have you ever wanted something from somebody? And I'll pause right there and we'll, we'll, we'll finish in a minute. But have you ever wanted somebody something from somebody, but you didn't feel like they were listening to you? So you had to make sure that they were listening to you before they you, you continued to speak? Now, never have never happened. Okay, thank you. All right, liars. I believe I believe I believe go to hell. But anyway, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, so do unbelievers, by the way. So before we start harping on anything, anyway, that's a. All right, I'm not getting off on that. Hell's roll call, Revelation chapter 21, I think it is. So, fearful and unbelieving are the first two. So, anyway, but you know what? Truthfully. David, I mean, folks, we talk, we, we've been talking about David for the past two weeks on Thursday nights, haven't we? And uh, you know what? David was a man after God's own heart. Why? I believe it partly because, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. He knew how to get right with God. He, he, he sought God. But David knew and wanted and desired to have God's favor on his life. We listened to one of the best messages I've ever listened, heard on the subject of God's favor, uh, I, in my personal opinion, uh, from Brother Zempel earlier this year, and it was just, it was tremendous. Yeah. And uh, you know what, it, it, it's true, uh, I had heard him preach that message before actually, but it's a great reminder, we all need God's favor, and we all want God's favor. But you know what, truthfully, uh, very few people desire God's favor like they should. And supplication, I believe, is the way to get the favor of God. Uh, let's look at Psalm 86, verse number 6. Psalm 86, verse number 6. Psalm 86, verse number 6. Give ear, O Lord. God, are you there? Are you listening? Unto my prayer. And attend to the voice of my supplications. All right, that's David. That's David's example. Let's look at Daniel's example. Let's go to Daniel chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9. Now, if I I could and am not going to, but I could get stuck on Daniel's prayer, the whole message. Daniel's prayer in Daniel chapter 9 is one of the most amazing prayers in the Bible. I think it would be worth your study and and look over as I mean anything in the Bible is but there are just some things that are they're especially powerful and practical for today. Daniel chapter number 9 they are nearing the end of the 70 year captivity in Babylon. Uh, it is done. It, it is about to be over. God is going to reveal some prophecies to Daniel here in the latter part of the chapter, but in the first part of it we are going to see Daniel pray in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the numbers of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. That's the, the Babylonian captivity that they're referencing. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Now, what was the purpose of his prayer and supplications? To seek the face of God. The goal was to seek the face of God. If I miss a blank, we'll go over them at the end, okay? His goal was to seek the face of God. Second Chronicles kind of reminds me of Second Chronicles 7.14, by the way, which Daniel would have had, right? Because Solomon wrote that, and Daniel would have had maybe access to that. 
Second Chronicles 7.14, you know it if you know it. Say it with me. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and what? Seek my face. That's the goal of entreaty. To seek God's face. That's the goal of supplication. To seek God's face. To get His attention. To make Him look towards something specific. What happens after that? And turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear their land. And you know what? We all say amen to that, don't we? But you know what? The goal of Daniel's prayer here is to seek the face of God, to get God's face to shine uh, upon him. And we'll see that uh, in a later part here. Let's, for sake of time, because we're not going over this specific uh, passage uh, as more of an in-depth, let's go to verse 17. Verse 17. Now therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications. And then, what does it say after that? And cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. And you know why Daniel was praying? Because they had been in captivity for 70 years. And back in Israel, the house of God lay desolate. And Daniel was praying not only for his nation, he's praying for the house. He's saying, God, I want your face to shine. I want you to look upon, I want you to look towards the house of God. By the way, you know what happened after the seven-year captivity. Ezra went back and they built the house of God. And Nehemiah went back and they built the walls of Jerusalem. But you know what? They were, it was especially desolate condition, especially condition of God's house. Now, look at verse number 18. Oh my God... Incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes. Seems like Daniel knew the same things about getting God's attention that David did. And behold our desolations and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. It's not because of our own merit, folks. Listen, I don't go to God and try to get favor for me, right? I don't go to God and try to get, it's not just so I can, I can, I have nothing to bring. We, listen, we have nothing to offer God. Okay, truthfully, I don't. James Young has nothing to offer God. Now, God will use me, and whatever I have, he'll use. But truthfully, God is God. And God is sovereign. And God created us. And he breathed breath into our nostrils. And he doesn't owe me a thing. But, so, so Daniel's saying, Lord, I want you to make sure you know we're not coming on behalf of our righteousness. I'm coming on behalf of your mercy. Right. Hey, folks, listen, that, that, that is, you want the favor of God. You don't come with your self-righteousness and say, God, you deserve to do this. You say, God, it's up, I like what Lamentation says, it is of your mercies. We are not consumed, Lord. They're, your mercies are new every morning. Amen. You know what, folks, listen. We are calling upon, when we pray and we supplicate, and we're trying to entreat God's favor to look on us, to look on a request, to look on something coming up in our life, or, or a need in our life, or, or whatever it is we're seeking God's favor for, we need to make sure we're entreating God and saying, God, I just, I just want to fall into your mercy. God, you're, you're so good to me. Amen. By the way, study how many times the giving of thanks is included in this. Prayers, supplications, giving of thanks. They're all, they're all similar, but they're different, all right? We need to have giving of thanks in prayer. I, I believe that with all my heart. Now, um, let's look at our third example, and then we're going to go to some... We look at three Bible examples. We're going to look at three biblical applications. Our third Bible example is Jesus, Hebrews 
Hebrews 5, 7. And the rest will stay in the New Testament. So, Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7. Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 7. Talking about Jesus Christ, who's our high priest. Verse number 7. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. What? Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Now, side note there. All right. Uh, we've been dealing with people in trouble. Jesus learned obedience from suffering and prayer and supplication to the Father. You want to know how to obey God? Just learn to obey what God tells you to do. Amen. But look, look at this. Look at this example of Jesus. Who in the days of his flesh? That's when? While he was on earth. Thank you. That was obvious, but it, was, uh, it just needs to be said sometime. I think about the Bible and think about it in a real life setting. This was Jesus on earth as a man, learning to pray, learning to obey his father, by the way, learning to do this. And what, accomp what, what accompanied his prayer and supplications? Strong crying and tears. So I think supplication is a little bit more than just, Lord, thank you for my food. Amen. I think we can say that safely, can't we? I think we can say supplication is, is, is accompanied with some... Uh, the very first definition we saw uh, in 1 Samuel was to be, to be rubbed, to be worn, to be weak, to be in anguish. You remember when Jesus Christ got on His face in the garden and prayed for God to let the cup pass from Him. Tears. Sweat drops of blood. Now I, can, I admit to you, I've never prayed so hard I've sweat blood. If you have, more power to you. I maybe think that's probably exclusively in Jesus' category. But if you have, that's between you and the Lord, you know? But you know what, folks, listen. When's the last time in your prayer that it became more than just routine and there were tears coming down? And there was some just emotion. Because if you're not careful... Prayer can get routine. We're not supposed to, Matthew chapter 6 tells us that, I believe. We're not supposed to use vain repetitions as the heathen do. I'm not supposed to pray, Lord bless me and my family and my own every single day. And, and, and We're not robotic. And supplication is an earnest entreaty. It's an earnest petition. God, are you listening? God, are you looking? God, are you watching? God, I need your favor, God. I need your favor for me. I need your favor for this situation. I need your favor. That's what I've been praying for, the man event. Lord, I need, we need you. We need your favor on this. Because if we don't have that, there's no point in having it. Because lots of people have a good night. And lots of people know how to throw a party. And lots of people can cook barbecue. And lots of people can give away a gun. The number one giveaway of guns around here is bars. Doesn't sound like a good idea to me, but anyway, yeah. They give away the gift card. But, but you know what? That's true. Actually, several of the guys told me that when I went in to buy a gun. They're like, oh, we normally don't sell a, a gun to a church to give away. We normally sell them to bars to give away. So, folks, lots of people do that stuff. Lots of people do raffles. Lots of people have a good night. I mean, the world knows how to have a pretty good party. And you know what? We're going to have a great time on Saturday night. And, and we are. 
Uh, every, every man that I've met that I've invited, I said, look, if you'll come to the man event, you'll like it. I guarantee it. The only way they won't like it is if the Holy Spirit's making them uncomfortable. But I'm not going to tell them that, all right? That's not a good sales pitch. <laughs> but you know what? Truthfully, the whole night is wasted. If God's favor isn't on the place. If God isn't there. If God doesn't work in the hearts of men. So we need to seek the Lord. I'm, I'm applying something specific to something that's coming up in two days. Now, let's look at some Bible application for supplication. All right, number one. Supplication. Supplication is of primary importance in our lives. Supplication is of primary importance in our lives. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1, we read it to begin. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made of all men. Now, I put it on your notes there. Paul is telling Timothy this so that he can fight a good fight. Because there are those who are already falling away from truth. I'll flip back there real quick and read it. Uh, you can flip back there if you want with me. Into 1 Timothy chapter number 1, I'm going to read verses 18 through 20. Paul says, This charge I commit unto thee, O son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Hey, Timothy, fight the good fight. By the way, you're in it for the long run. Holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Alright, this is the reason Paul is picking up in chapter 2 saying, I exhort thee, Timothy, therefore, that first of all, of utmost importance in your life, if you're going to fight a good warfare for God, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Now this isn't, uh, this isn't uh, specifically what we're focusing on tonight, but intercessions is what? It is praying on behalf of another, Right? All right, say it with me. All right, so I know you're awake. Praying on behalf of? Amen. All right, perfect. Amen. But, and that's, and by the way, you can study intercession through the, through the Bible. I can give you, but we can do Bible examples and Bible application, just like we're doing with supplication. I think of Moses. I think of Abraham standing before God. Stand, God's about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. I think of Abraham standing before God and said, God, will you destroy Sodom for 50 righteous? And God said, no. 40? 30? 20? 10? No, and he stopped. He probably thought there was 10 because Lot's family. But you know what, folks, listen. Supplication is of a primary importance in our life. And here's why. Look, look why. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 2 if you're there. Verse number 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And then he clarifies for kings. Yes, even the president. And for all that are in authority, yes, even old what's-her-name, take your pick, AOC, Kamala Harris, Rashida Tlaib, who's openly pledged her allegiance to countries other than America, anyway, that we may be lead, why? What does it produce in our lives? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Hey folks, listen, I cannot change what happens in America. But God can. But I can do what I'm supposed to do 
And, and, and if I'm praying and supplicating and I'm leaving it to the Lord and I'm interceding and I'm giving thanks and I'm doing it for all men like I should and you know what? I, 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 and you know what? I can live a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. Why? Because God's in control. Are you saying, preacher, you ever get worried about the world? Sure I do. But I spend time with the one who can actually change things. And then it helps me not to be so worried about it all the time. What, 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 there, there are five behaviors to lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. What else, what else, why else do we supplicate? Look at this. This is good and acceptable. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Hey, if there's no other reason than God likes it when you do it, I think that's a pretty good reason. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Look at verse number 4. Who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Alright, there's two more. Who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Hey, you know what? I... I cannot, I know that skills are coupled together, but you know what, I cannot have, I can't save everybody, but I can give people the knowledge of the truth. It's God that saves somebody. And you know what, by the way, on Saturday night, my prayer, one of them, is that if there's a man in there that doesn't know for sure that if he dies, he'd go to heaven, that God would speak to his heart and he'd get saved. You know what, by the way, that's God's desire, because he will have, will have how many men? All men. And the word men's generic, right? Okay, there. It means men and women. Amen? It means everybody. God loves everybody and wants them to be saved. So that's why you need to pray. That's why when you get on the prayer list and you look over the list of salvations and you start praying, that's why it's important that you, that you do spend time praying for them. I, I know we all get busy. And I understand sometimes you can't pray as much as you want to. At a certain time. So just do it more often. Amen? Amen. Just, just make some time. You gotta make, you, you listen, you have to make time to pray. You don't pray for 30 minutes without making time. You don't pray for an hour without making time. It's because there's a lot of spiritual opposition to that. So you have to make time. And you know what? Honestly, you have to do more than just pray. And, and you know what? By the way, you do pray. Okay? I, I, think, I think you ought to pray. All right, men not always to pray, right? And, and usually, a lot of times in our Bibles, if you look up the word supplication and you like to do Greek word studies and stuff, you'll find several times where supplication and prayer are translated interchangeably throughout the New Testament, okay? So I understand they're very, very similar. But they're obviously different enough to where God put 60 times in our Bible, we need to have supplication. We need to be a little, we need, we need to go beyond normal. We need to go beyond ordinary. Fasting is one of those things too. Fasting is associated with prayer beyond normal. Number one, supplication is of primary importance in our lives. Number two, supplication is the sealant for our armor. Ephesians chapter 6. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Supplication is the sealant for our armor. Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's Ephesians 6, 10 and 11. We know that passage. We like that passage, don't we? The armor of God, right? Why? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, 
having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And there is a continuing action while you're doing all of these things in verse 18. And what is it? Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Two supplications. Ephesians 6.18. Listen, the armor of God is ultra important to our Christian life, isn't it? But there is a, an action that happens simultaneously to all of these things that is just as important. And that is for us to be praying always with all prayer and supplication. Supplication in what? In the Spirit. In the Spirit. Hey, listen, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to be led by the Spirit. Amen? You're supposed to walk in the Spirit. You're supposed to talk in the Spirit. The Spirit's supposed to lead in your life. The whole It's not spooky. It's not weird. Okay? Uh, by the way, I think the world's weird. Amen? All right? They think we're weird. I think they're weird. All right? They think we're turned upside down. I think we're turned right side up. And that makes them look upside down. All right? But you know what, folks? Truthfully, truthfully, we are supposed to supp make supplications in the Spirit. And for all saints. It's not talking about the 2,500 people that have been beautified by the popes throughout the years. All people that are saved are saints according to the Bible. The Bible word for saint means saved people. Now, supplication is it's, it's a sealant for our armor. You know, I know a lot of Christians that have strong faith, and they seem like their armor may be a little bit rusty. I know some Christians that are secure in their salvation, and yet I wonder whether, why they're... You know what? Have you ever seen someone go out to battle... Uh, with armor, David went out to battle with armor, by the way, and he said the armor wasn't any good. That's not the point for tonight. But you know, folks, truthfully, we need the armor on. It's, it's protection. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, it's our sword. It's our offense and our defense. But you know what? Prayer is kind of what keeps all of that together for a Christian. Yeah. Why? Because it, it's only through God's power that I can even fight the battle in the first place. Amen. I can't do it without Him. No. I, I, can't, I can't win without Him. There's no way. There's no way. It's impossible. And so we need to pray always. Supplicating. In the Spirit and to all saints. Number three, and we're done. Supplication, when coupled with other prayer techniques, is key to letting the peace of God keep you in Christ Jesus. Supplication, when coupled with other prayer techniques, is key to letting the peace of God Keep you in Christ Jesus. Take, go over to Philippians chapter 4. You're, you're in Ephesians just a couple pages over. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I'll start reading in verse number 1. Philippians chapter 4. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown... So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Iodius and I beseech Syntyche that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. If we were to put that in literal modern day English, it means don't be anxious about anything. Have no anxiety at all for any reason. 
Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. We see a trio there. Now, it's in, it's, it's in the midst of some general exhortation to Christians in the, in the churches at Philippi there. Uh, but you know what? There's a trio there that works really well together. Prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Why? Because I pray about a lot of things, right? And you know what? They're always, truthfully, okay, some of them aren't as important as others at this moment. All right? We all on the same page? Yeah. All prayer requests are important. But if somebody has stage four cancer... <coughs> And this person has a common cough. Okay? There's a big difference, isn't there? Yeah. Now, if they say pray for me because I'm sick, I'll pray for them because they're sick. But I'm not going to supplicate for them necessarily like I would supplicate for this person. Why? Because this need at this point in their life supersedes some of these. Now, I should pray for them. Lord, bless so-and-so. Lord, I'm so sorry that they're sick. You know what? And by the way, that doesn't mean you're not sincere about it. But there's some special time. I need to take some special time and I need to entreat the Lord and I need to seek God's favor. Why? Because this is a dire situation here. By the way, there's also a third one in there, isn't it? Giving a thanks. Giving a thanks. Mm -hmm. why, with thanksgiving. Why do we need to have thanksgiving in there? Because God's been so good to us. Yeah. I, I often start most of my prayers thanking the Lord. Why? Because you know what? Truthfully... Sometimes I feel like all I do is ever go and I complain to God. Lord, you know this, and you know this, and you know this, and you know this. So you know what? It helps me by starting to be thankful first. Amen? Why? Because I have so much more than I deserve. I, we all do. You're right. We all do. You know what? So I say, listen, um, Ecclesiastes 4.12 tells us that a three-fold three cord is not quickly broken. Now that's specifically talking about people, Okay. And the idea there is there's strength in numbers. And Solomon, uh, but you know what? I believe the biblical principle applies to your prayer life. Because often we can get guilty of becoming one kind of prayer life. God has many different kinds of prayers in the Bible, and we need to pray them all. We ought to strengthen it by taking time to pray and supplicate and thank. Pastor David Zempel preached a message on God's favor early this year, but I believe scripturally the best way to get that is by supplication. An earnest desire to have the face of God shine upon your life. 